Welcome to what's new on the scene. Today I'm chatting with Riley from Northbourne. Would you like to introduce yourself and I guess the origin story of yourself as a musician and then being part of the band Northbourne? Yeah, okay. Um, hi, I'm I'm Riley from Northbourne. I um, started this group back in, uh, it was, I think, 2019, just with a mate in high school wanting to jam out. So, um, I mean, yeah, that's just sort of how the band started. You know, you just kind of find a friend in school and, you know, just sort of um, screw around with songs and have some fun and then eventually you stumble across your own music and it all kind of takes off from there. But as far as... Um, you know, my origin story as a musician, I kind of like, I always knew that music was what I wanted to do. Uh, that was never like, you know, anything else that I've ever been good at. But I think as far as like rock music goes, it was very, um, when I was in high school, hearing hearing Metallica for the first time, you know, and kind of having that, that click. Um, then, then I picked up guitar um, more seriously because, I mean, I was doing it, but just as a sort of after school hobby and then, you know, like I said, you, you sort of hear that one song, and for, for me, that was "Hit the Lights" by by Metallica, and um, and yeah, it just sort of all took off from there. And um, yeah, I mean, but yeah, as 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 part of the band, that all just sort of started, um, just as a sort of high school jam for fun project until it started to turn into something more serious. And yeah, what genre does the band's music fit into? Well. Um, I would say we're a very, um, and I mean, everyone's sort of of the same opinion. We're a very grunge band, um, the sort of revival, I guess, of, um, you know, grunge music. But um, we, we also try to dabble in um, different stuff. We, um, you know, we've done a lot of, like, we've done a lot of punk. We've done a lot of, um, like, sort of thrashier metal stuff. You know, we're starting to experiment a lot more, but at the root of it, it's very grungy, you know, very raw, um, you know, very raw sort of stuff. So, yeah, I would say grunge is the main sort of defining genre, but we definitely do, do try, to, uh, try to branch out. What music have you been listening to recently? Um, I've been listening to a lot of the um, Quebec album by Ween. That's definitely caught my attention recently. Um, what else? I've been listening to a lot of uh, Paul McCartney, a um, bit of the... You know, sort of later Metallica deep cuts. Um, a lot of Canberra music. There's been a, a lot of great stuff coming out. Um, new Nora EP, been listening to that a lot. Um, and yeah, just sort of um, going on Spotify sprees and seeing what catches my attention, I suppose. But yeah, yeah. Which bands and artists influence your sound the most? Well, um, I mean, obviously... With, if you're doing a sort of group project, everyone kind of carries their own um, influence into the band. And um, for me personally, I think a lot of um, Silver Chair definitely helped during the start. Um, like I said before, Met Met Metallica definitely helped. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's it's really just just a lot of everything and everything. You know, we'll have some songs that sound more like Black Sabbath, and then some other songs that sound more like the Ramones and you know, something that sounds like an old, like, dream theatre cut. But, yeah, there's definitely um, a lot of weird, wacky shit that goes into there. Um, for me, actually, one of the biggest influences is the Beatles, because that was, like, the first band where I ever really, like, sat down and paid proper attention. And, um, 
so yeah, um, a lot of the Beatles go into my sort of compositional techniques and, you know, I try to pay close attention to what they're doing. But um, yeah, I do definitely try to keep that sort of raw aggression of like Silverchair and Metallica in there. So, um, What is your go-to album or song that you're always listening to? I mean, there's no particular like um, one thing that I always listen to. It's just sort of a kind of, you know, rotation um I, I mentioned the Beatles before I do listen to a lot of um Abbey Road that seems to be my very like repeat especially the um and like medley of songs that's um that always itches the right spot for me um yeah look I mean there's no real um like one album that I'll stick to so um yeah just sort of anything that pops into my mind that or just I mean anything that pops onto my Spotify or my YouTube or whatever, you know, just I like going on sort of random sprees and seeing what pops up, seeing what like new flavors I can put into my music. Um, but yeah, as far as go-to stuff, like um, a lot of the Beatles, a lot of Metallica, um, you know, just kind of classic stuff like that. Yeah. What is your creative and recording process like? And do you have any advice for new bands and artists to refine their songwriting and producing skills? Well, um, as far as like cre creative process goes for, for songs, um, a lot of the time we'll have like a very, um, well, I mean, it's sort of like I'll, I'll um, sort of construct the song. Either I'll start with like a riff or a drum track and then kind of overdub parts over that and see where I can take it myself and then have an end product by like you know the end of the day like a finished result and then i'll give that to the band and then we'll sort of add our own little styles and flavors to it um so yeah everyone sort of brings their own thing to the table but most of the time it'll just sort of start like i'll overdub things on top on top of each other and make a song and then show that to the band and if we like it then we'll work on it and if we don't then that's you know whatever <laughs> but um as far as like recording goes our first ever single was um recorded with one microphone the whole thing was recorded with one microphone so we had to like move it over to the drums for one track we had to get a like a solid kick track for the other track and then you know move like kind of move around the same microphone for vocals guitar bass everything so that was a bit of a nightmare never do that that's 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 my advice don't fucking use one microphone um but i mean you know that was just sort of a fun little demo to get something out there and get people to listen to, to our stuff so it's not really that important but be warned that it will sound like shit <laughs> um so yeah i mean like i said songs generally just sort of span out of me like overdubbing shit and seeing what sounds good and then bringing it back to the band we had our own little flavors on it and yeah that's sort of how, like how it goes who has given you the best advice about succeeding in the music industry? Um, that's a good question. I think, um, well, we, 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 we've recorded our um, album that's, that, that's coming out with um, David Pendragon and Jack Buchanan. And when we went into the studio, we were just nutty little kids with no idea what to do. Like, like we had a dream, but we didn't know how to make that dream. So, and you know, having those guys there was good because they just sort of... Um, you know, guided us not not just through the recording sessions but they really wanted to make sure that we knew what we were doing um you know throughout the rest of our music career um, um especially david he's been really good with um 
you know, sort of teaching me all the morals of, of um, of re- recording and, you know, all that. So, yeah, I mean, really just those two have really given me a lot of insight on, you know, how to record and how to go about being a band and yeah. Yeah, it was really great. So yeah, those two come to mind, definitely. Who have been the most influential in your life, allowing you to pursue a career in music? Um, probably mum. Definitely. Mum is uh it's funny because my mum is actually the manager of this band. She um kind of took the role as as we, we were starting out, wanting to sort of, you know, protect her baby, but then um sort of became a whole thing of booking shows and reaching out to bands and you know all this so yeah she's definitely been a very influential figure on um you know um like wanting to do it and being able to do it and you know so sort of giving me the tools and the platform and everything so it's been great having her around and um yeah yeah it's been it's been really good she's definitely been the most influential in my life allowing me to pursue music so yeah shout out to mum what have you done over the years to make sure that you are focused on producing quality music as part of the band but then also having a balance of friends and family and interests outside of music well I don't have any interests outside of music so that one's easy for me but um as far as friends and family and work goes, I only just like started my first real job, so I'm not too sure how that's going to affect anything. But um, I mean, look, like friends and family and stuff, you do kind of have to put music aside sometimes to be with the people you love. And, you know, uh, going through school is definitely difficult when, you know, you're trying to start a full-time band because school can be, be very demanding and then you sort of lose track of what you're doing with your band and, you know. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's not that hard at, at the moment. I'm just 17. It's not it's not that big of an issue for, for me at the moment. But I'm, I think you know, once it does, family is more 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 important to me than anything else. So once that happens, I'll be able to sort of recognize that and take a step away. But for now, it's all good. Yeah. Do you have any interesting hobbies? Um, not that I can think of. No. I mean, I just sort of play guitar and scream at people. That's really all. Like all I'm good at. What are three albums that you would leave in a time capsule for future generations to discover? Three albums I would leave in a time capsule. Oh, okay. Um, I mentioned Quebec by Ween before. I'd probably put that in just to like mess with people because that album is freaky. Um, I'd probably put in the White Album by the Beatles and our debut album the honor for funders here coming out on july 28th do you have any interesting stories about meeting celebrities well unfortunately my life is very boring uh but i have met jimmy barnes i um he sort of did an in-store signing and um you know he signed my cd and took a photo with the family and stuff but i mean yeah i haven't really met any celebrities yet no what has been your favorite gig so far oh good question um there's been a lot of great gigs there's been a lot of really bad ones um i know our first ever single launch at the basement was really good because that was the first time oh sorry um our first ever single launch for the the, the song um and until i break we, we did a release launch for that and 
that was the first time where I ever really heard people sing, you know, the words back to me and stuff. So that was really, that was a really special moment for me. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess every gig sort of has its own um, something about it, you know. Uh, I think our, our drummer's farewell gig had a really good crowd. That was like everybody came to, you know, send him off. So that was that was a really good gig because you know everyone was there and everyone was you know moshing around and having a good time. So yeah, probably actually, yeah, Kieran's farewell gig was very awesome for me. Just, just because like the energy was so high and you know yeah it was great what is your favorite venue to play at the basement probably um because i mean out of all the venues we've played around canberra i mean the, 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 they're all great you know you've got smith alternative and sideway and transit bar and i could, I, I could, I could go on for ages but um <clears throat> sorry the, the 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 basement has really been sort of there for us more than any other venue like I think we've played probably more than 20 shows there now. Like we're always playing in the basement and like that, that's not something to be mad about because they've got like the best lighting rig, the best sound, the best atmosphere. Like it's everything you could ever ask for really. And um, so yeah, definitely the basement. What is the band's latest release and how is that recording and then releasing process? Well, our latest release is um, Hypertension. It's uh single off our debut album uh and it's sort of that that that, that song was written in 2020 while the bushfires were happening and um i've never written a political song before or since uh that's the, that's the only time i ever really, really got political with my lyrics but it's about um you know how the prime minister at the time was um you know going off on vacation while everyone was burning alive and you know it was yeah it, it wasn't cool and i wasn't very happy about that so i um yeah just decided to write a little ditty about it and you know two years later we're releasing it as a single and it kind of still resonates with people when we play it live you know like you kind of if you, it's like it's funny because you explain the story to the crowd and you know you can tell they're all like here here and everyone sort of shares the same like opinion on you know what what he did was fucked so that that's good um and so yeah it's been really good to see that song kind of resonate with people but yeah we, we recorded that a little earlier this year um so, so sort of released it as like a um a pr pr promotional campaign was very like are we releasing a single or are we not Ooh. <laughs> and then so when we released it it was like you know we just, we just sort of dropped it on people and then also announced an album so it was very like yes we are and then there's also this so that was very cool um but yeah no so our, our latest release is hypertension it's out on all streaming platforms now and yeah what is your dream venue in australia and then also overseas that's a good question i think my um dream venue overseas is red rocks in colorado that that like scenery is just so beautiful i'd love to play there one day um, and I mean, obviously like Wembley Stadium and Madison Square Garden and shit, but you know, those are just, you know, the average sort of dream venues for anyone, I guess. Um, in Australia though, actually my, my dream venue to play is the Opera House in Sydney. Like I, I really want to do a Northbourne show and like in the concert hall of the Opera House. I think that would, that would be, be really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, at, at this point in our career, the dream venue is anywhere that'll take us. You know, 
Yeah. It's definitely when when we get later on into the career, I want to play Red Rocks in the Opera House and stuff. So, yeah. What does the rest of the year look like for you in the band? Busy. Very, very busy. Um, you know, um, obviously, with the release of an album, you can't sort of just drop that and go, yeah, there's the album, enjoy it, bye. You know, we're going to be doing a lot of touring. We're going to be um, going to as many places as we can. And so, 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 like, oh, sorry, excuse me. Sort of spreading the album as far and wide as we can. And um, yeah, no, just sort of, yeah, have a good time with it. But it's going to be very, very hectic. The rest of the year for us is going to be absolutely insane. It's going to be hopefully, you know, touring and music videos and press and all this shit. So yeah, hopefully very busy. Is there any new music coming soon? Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, we've got our debut album coming out. It's called They'll Never Find Us Here. Say a Cat in the Hat reference. Um, yeah, it's it's got 10 songs on it. It's uh, so sort of a culmination of everything we've written in the past you know, three or so years, finally coming to life. And um, yeah, so that's that's the next release. That's That's the next step. It's very exciting. We're, we're, we're all very excited for it and yeah is there a song or album recommendation for the podcast listeners to check out that's being released by a band or artist from the canberra music scene um oh god there's a lot um so many bands and songs are coming to mind now um i think for anyone unfamiliar with the canberra scene i'd say march by mr industry that's actually that that's northbourne's sort of a go-to Canberra song we all like to sort of jam on that and have fun with it it's a very fun song and um you know we've played with the industry boys so many times and they're always so much fun to see live and so that 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 song finally being released was like a sort of moment of rejoice for the whole scene and um yeah so that that song March by Mr. Industry it's so much fun it's got beautiful lyricism and yeah it's one of my favorites um it's been great chatting with you today Riley good luck with your upcoming album released in July and the tours and other things happening that will follow the release and I hope the rest of the year is good for you and the band and hopefully get you back on the podcast oh well thank you soon um check out the other episodes on Spotify Apple Podcasts Amazon Music Anchor and iHeartRadio, so the link is in the bio on Instagram and Facebook. Also, check out the other episodes from previous seasons, not just season four, which is the current season. And hopefully look out for some new bands and artists who will be featuring on the podcast soon. We've been What's New on the Scene. See you next time.